1: Hey, what's up? Kevin Simpson here from striving grind. And listen, if you want to build your network and take it to a whole new level, you should be listening to build your network podcast with my good homie, Travis Chapel.
0: You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chapel. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest. But first, if you have not done this already, please go ahead and schedule a quick chat with me. I would love to talk with you sometime just for 10 or 15 minutes over the phone. Um, Head on over to buildyournetwork.co forward slash f. And in the pinned welcome post in the top of my Facebook group, you'll see a link that goes directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a quick chat. Love to talk with you sometime. So I'll catch you there or I'll catch you in the Facebook group. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Kevin Stimson. Kevin is an entrepreneur sought after international speaker and branding expert. He's the CEO of Strive and Grind, an international branding boutique that helps entrepreneurs and service-based businesses create premium Brands. Kevin, welcome to the show, brother. Super stoked to have you on. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you're most excited about right now?
1: Travis, what's up, bro? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. I say I'm really, really excited about getting my course brand to profit out there. The last two years, my wife and I would just be striving and grinding away, uh, creating premium brands for our clients. But now we actually have a course that's just packaged up where we're able to serve more people at a lower price point. So we're really excited about that. So that's where all my efforts are in at this point in time.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to that course. And if you're out there thinking about branding, highly recommend checking out some of Kevin's stuff. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it on the show, but all the stuff that him and Devon have put together, him and his wife is over at strivinggrind.com. Go check it out. Show him some love. Tell him that you heard about him here on the show. Kevin, let's go ahead and jump deep back into how you got started into all this, bro. So talk me through that process. Like, What were you going to do in high school? How did you like get through? Did you go to college? What were your plans? And then how did it transition into what you're
1: doing now? I love it. I love it. So I have a tattoo right here. Basketball says first love. So that was the first love I had, yes, to at, like everybody else, right? <laughs> and so that was my goal. But then I was like robbed of it because I was only five ten, and I didn't know that everyone who was five ten and below didn't really have a good shot at going to the league, <laughs> or even, like college basketball. So I had to figure out something. And so for me, I said, "All right, cool. What is going to actually be the field where I can make a lot of money?" And so that was information systems and technology. And so I went to college and studied IT and information systems technology. My goal at that point in time was to be the chief information officer of a big Fortune 100, big Fortune 500 company. So I did everything that I had to do to stack up those chips. I got two degrees. like I majored in information systems technology and business management. I got two six-figure certifications before graduating. I was the IT vice president of my student organization. Like I was doing all of these things. I even had an internship. And then right after college, there was an opportunity for me to be part of what you call a leadership development program, something like a management training program. And so as I was getting this experience, man, and learning from these type of people in the IT field, I had like, I don't know, my first job, I had seven or eight IT vice presidents who mentored me within that company that I was working for. We had about 50,000 employees, was doing about $20 billion a year in revenue. And I had the IT team was like 2,000, 3,000 people. And so I had like six or seven IT vice presidents who were mentoring me. And at this point in time, I'm just realizing these certain trends. Everyone's overweight, they're unhealthy, they're super stressed out. Didn't matter how much money they were making at the top, these guys making between a quarter of a million, half a million dollars a year. Plus like stock options and all kind of stuff. Super stressed out. They were even getting laid off and and all type of stuff. And I started to have this realization like, man, is this really what I want to do? Is this really what... Like I started to see 20 plus years out. These guys are like 20, 30 years my senior. I'm like, is this really where I want to be? And as I'm starting to have this certain type of reflection, I'm just like, all right, it's not where I want to be. I want to learn more about entrepreneurship because I'm starting to see stuff online. I'm starting to learn about online businesses. I'm reading books. I'm listening to podcasts just like this. And I'm just going to straight learning mode, learning mode, learning mode. And then there comes a point in time, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. At this point in time, Striving Grind was born. Striving Grind was born back in 2013. It's just like a a motivational, inspirational type brand. So it stems from strive to achieve greatness and grind to get there. So it was for anybody who wanted to strive and grind for success. So it didn't matter if you were an author, an athlete, you were in college doing this, doing that. If you had big goals and dreams, striving grind was for you. But it wasn't until I ended up moving from Boston, Massachusetts to San Diego, California and hiring my first mentor and coach where he's like, Hey, Kevin, What you guys have going on is really cool. You guys have a blog, you have college chapters, you have brand ambassadors, you have a full-on clothing line. You guys have all this stuff going on, but it's really confusing what you guys are doing. You're not making a lot of money. But what you guys are really good at is creating a brand. Like how dope would it be for you guys to create a brand, but for other entrepreneurs and online businesses and things like that? And we said, my wife and I, we said, hmm, all right, cool. So after having that conversation with him, a week later, we said, all right, we're going to start a branding agency. And that's going to be what we're going to do. We bought about 15 to 20 branding books, read every single one of them, put together our offering of what it was that we're going to do. And then boom, the branding agency was born.
0: So a couple of things there. Number one, was personal development, learning, growing, like making yourself better? Was that something that was kind of always a part of your DNA? Or was that something that you had to kind of work on?
1: I always wanted to be great, but I never knew that personal development was a thing. And it wasn't until I was already 23, 24 years old, I had already graduated from college. And I'm going into like corporate America and that type of stuff that I'm really starting to tap into personal development.
0: And that was just because you really didn't want to keep doing what everybody else was doing? Or it was just like, I really want to figure out how to make it to the top.
1: I wanted to be successful and I wanted to make a lot of money. Okay, And I also saw that we lived in a different time because of online and the digital way of doing things that you can have your own business without a lot of like startup capital and things like that. And yep. So that's what really piqued my interest.
0: So at this point, you've gone to college. You're doing it the quote unquote right way, right? So I'm sure that there were some people in your life that at this point, when you were you had a good job, you're getting great mentorship. You have a a really great path for your career that's chosen and like laid before you really. And then you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm done with all of this. And I'm gonna go start my own like online business. Did you get a bunch of flack for that from people around you?
1: I didn't because I didn't tell anyone. So when I was, okay. two, yeah, man, I didn't tell anyone. So When I was, uh, what, 26 years old, I was making $80,000 a year at the corporate day job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right when we moved here, even though we had student loan debt, we invested $36,000 into a business coach. I didn't even tell my parents. I didn't tell my family, didn't tell anybody because I knew they wouldn't get it. So it didn't yeah. matter to me to hear that negativity coming back. But it was that moment that set us up for success because within our first 12 months of hiring our business coach and moving to California, we made our first six figures in revenue and quit our day job within a year of moving here. And yeah. so that was the reason why I didn't tell them because they wouldn't get it. And I didn't tell them that I invested that much money into personal development, all that type of stuff, until after I had already quit my day job. And they still thought I was crazy because they were like, Kevin, you're leaving $80,000 on a table a year. I would love that. And I said, cool, that's your dream. It's not mine.
0: Right. So- yeah, that's so funny, man. Like, I love that you had a level of practicality behind what you did. There wasn't like, I'm done, I'm quitting right now type thing. It was like, let me move here. Let me hire this coach. Let me like hedge my bets, so to speak. You know, I think a lot of people get that wrong. There's like a lot of people that will, they're like, well, it's all about taking risks. And it's like, okay, yeah, but the Warren Buffets of the world didn't get to where they are just by taking stupid risks. They got to where they are because they know how to take risk and mitigate their risk with other like hedged bets. So I think that what you did was super important especially as a lesson to somebody out there that might be thinking the same thing like, man, I'm in this dead end job. I don't want to do it. Or even if it's not a dead end job, even if it's like the career that you always chose for yourself, but now you're thinking that you want to do something different. Don't just like quit tomorrow and go into full-time quote unquote entrepreneurship. We don't really have a plan. You don't have a business. You don't have any money, any seed capital, any relationships. Just don't be dumb about it. There's a level of practicality that comes into play. And if you do it that way, then there's a much easier transition. And even though you still had people that were like, bro, what are you doing? I'm sure that they were a lot more comfortable with it when they saw like, oh, you're getting some paychecks from this.
1: Absolutely. And it was us moving to San Diego with the intention of being around other like-minded, either want-to-be entrepreneurs or already established entrepreneurs. So we had to move from that environment of like no one being an entrepreneur to moving to that environment when everyone was an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, so which brings me to another great point, which is your environment is what creates who you are, right? But the part that people miss is that you are the one who creates your environment. So... Your environment is ultimately what determines who you're going to be, but you get to determine what your environment is. So there's no excuses. Like, that's what everybody's like. Well, you know, I would be successful, but I have this person holding me back and I have to take care of that person. And this person's depending on me and all this other stuff. And it's just like, look, bro, at the end of the day, you are the one that determines whether or not you stay around those people. You are the one that determines whether or not you move to San Diego and go do this other thing because you're putting yourself in an environment that's conducive for your personal growth and will allow you to achieve that next level of success. And most of the time, by the way, you're going to end up having more success being in those situations and being able to help out those people that you want to help out on a 10x level than what you would be able to if you were both drowning in debt and like trying to help other people because you stayed in the environment that doesn't help you grow. (laughs) Right? It's like this vicious cycle. Yeah, thanks, bro. So yeah, let's go ahead and chat then a little bit more about the branding. Like, what does that mean, man? Like, why should people spend of uh, well into five figures on a branding package with your company? Like, why does that even make sense?
1: Yeah, so I think everyone should invest into branding because it's, it really comes down to clarity, right? Like, it comes down to absolute clarity. So, by
0: many- the way, I like how you switched the <laughs> word spend to invest.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. The reason why I believe everyone should do it because it's, it's all about clarity. And so a lot of people, they look at what other people are doing. They say, Hey, this person has this business, that person has that business. I'm going to do the exact same thing as them. I'm going to have the same voice. I'm going to have the same message. I'm going to have the same look. I'm going to have the same feel, I'm have the same products and services at the same prices, et cetera. And all they did was put themselves in another category where now they're confusing their customers. Now they're confusing their prospects. When it's all said and done, if you were to take yourself and 500 of your competitors and you say, hey, here's my company and here's everybody else, why should your customers choose you? Why should your prospects choose you? Now they're confused because not everything's the same. And so branding is all about like what people are thinking, feeling and saying about you. And so for us, it's like, hey, do you want to be the best? Do you want to be perceived as the number one go-to in your industry? awesome, great. Well, these are the different things that you need to do. A lot of people don't think that branding translates into sales, but it does 100% of the time. Because it, cool, if you get somebody in on the front end of an offer and you're not able to fulfill, or if they had a bad experience with you, now they're out. Cool, you just realized that initial revenue on the front end, but now they chuck the deuces and now that lifetime value of the customer just went to shit. And now they're probably going to go tell other people that they didn't have a great experience with you. And if that person is someone of influence, now that may do a lot of damage. And so that's why it's really important to get clear on who you are, what you're about, what you stand for, and the good and greatness that you're going to put into the world and how to communicate and articulate your message of how you stand out and how you're different to your tribe and to your audience. Like that's where the winners play.
0: You know, it's funny that a lot of people will be able to... Like when you ask them, right? So, okay, you look at a pair of Nikes and you look at a pair of what Pumas, or actually Pumas are getting pretty nice nowadays, but like a year ago Pumas, year ago Nike, right? And it's like they charge 40 bucks for their shoe, Nike charges 200 bucks for their shoe. The only difference is the brand, right? Like the only difference, but that allows them to charge 5X or more sometimes just because they have better branding. And I think that a lot of people see that kind of stuff, but they go, oh well, that's good for Nike, right? Because Nike's a multi-billion dollar organization, one of the largest companies in the country. That's good for them. But for me and my mom and pop shop down here in, you know, whatever, whatever Minnesota, like we can't really do that. So
1: what would you say to somebody like that? I say you absolutely can do that, but it all comes down to who it is that you actually want to serve and how do you want to make your people feel, right? And so for us, we could have fit into the same industry doing the same offerings, doing the same thing as all the other branding companies. There's a lot of people out there who just like want the dollar bill, dollar bill. If I was that mom and pop shop, i say, hey, how can we stack up the value of what it is that we're doing. How can we create a better customer experience? If somebody were to walk into our atmosphere, how is the ambiance? How is the environment? How are our staff at knowing how to upsell? How are our staff at greeting the people and making sure that when their water is halfway full, they're going to refill it back up again? How do we go over and beyond to serve our clientele? Like for us, man, it's really crazy. Like I live in a time right now where I just love the, the finer things in life, and we'll drop like a hundred, two hundred dollars on dinners and lunches and, and all kind of stuff, all because of the experience. But you know that that's like a lot of money. But even though it's a lot of money, respectively, the experience and the value is higher too. You know that's going to be a complete switch than going to another spot where you're, you know, you're maybe you're paying like twenty or thirty dollars for a meal total and. You know, you're over here like waiting for your your server to come to you and check on you to ask like how things are going or if you need a refill or if you need anything, right? And so it's just that element of that white glove service and what are you going to do and what are you willing to do to improve that customer experience? And once you are able to do that, you'll be able to attract ideally the people who are willing to pay more and then you'll be able to successfully charge more for your products and services.
0: So branding, obviously very important, but then next comes the offering and then the fulfillment. Can you talk about how important it is to have those three things align and how you help people do that?
1: Yes, absolutely. Great question. So from an offering standpoint, I have to give so much great kudos to the Blue Ocean Strategy. right? And I love the methodology there. It's like, Hey, think about what's going on in your industry from an offering standpoint that everybody is doing. What do you like about it? What don't you like about certain things? What can you take away? And what can you do to look at other industries from an offering standpoint, from a customer experience standpoint, et cetera, and how can you integrate that into your product offering? So what we did was we said, hey, we're going to have a branding company. We said, we saw that, you know, it took a long time for deliverables to get done. Everyone offered like one-off things. Hey, you want a logo? We'll do a logo. Hey, you want a website? We'll do that. They didn't ever really include the business strategy and the branding strategy into the mix. And there was like all these different things that we saw that we can improve on. And so for our unique thing, we said, all right, cool. This is what everybody else is doing. But what if we could do twice as much as what everyone else is doing, included in a bundled offering where we only do it all, we don't do nothing at all. And we do it in a super short period of time. And so that's where our magic came from, from an offering standpoint. That's why we're able to charge more for our products and services. And we're also like honoring what our core competency is and what we're good at. We're not just going to say like, hey, like, cool, we do branding. We're not going to say, hey, we do advertising. We do Facebook ads. We do social media management. No, we're not going to do that. Why? Because that's out of our core values and that's out of our core competency. And we would just be robbing you and doing you a disservice by offering that just for the money. But we'd rather form a strategic partnership with someone who does specialize in that. So getting clear on that offering of how you stand out is very important. And then obviously the fulfillment and showing up and creating that amazing A to Z, A to B customer experience across the board, onboarding your clients in the right way where they're just like, wow, I have complete transparency into what's going on throughout the whole working engagement. I know of the quality. I know who my point of contact is. I have all of this type of stuff. And I just feel amazing that it's in your hands. You're taking care of it for me. There's a lot of people who charge for their products and services high, low, and they don't fulfill. And now they're just scammers. You know what I'm saying? Right.
0: And that, that's the difference between being in business short-term and being in business long-term, right? Because mm-hmm. like, you I mean, if your branding's on point and you're attracting high-paying customers and somebody drops 20 Gs to be a part of your new program that you're putting together and then their experience sucks and they don't like it, then you're not going to be a business very long. So sure. uh, it's so important. Like if you're going to be having like that kind of branding, you need to also be having that kind of fulfillment. But let's go ahead and uh, kind of move the conversation now and talk a little bit about networking since this is a Build Your Network podcast. I know this is something that you personally purposefully spend time, energy, and money on. And it's actually how you and I met just because we're in a mastermind together. And now we have a lot of common friends and stuff like that because of all this stuff. right? So can you talk a little bit about how networking has helped you to be able to build your business? How some of the relationships that you have with some people that both of us know has helped you to be able to build your business up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I believe it's a two-way street. Literally... Since I've started my own business since 2015, I've been investing tens of thousands of dollars a year into networking and masterminds and events and conferences and just connecting with high level people where one, I can be able to give to them because I get something in return for giving to other people without asking for anything in return. But I also get a lot too from learning from other people who are all like, at a different level of playing and I'm able to get from them, but also too, they're able to connect me with other people that can help, you know, me get move forward with, with my agenda, what my goals, what my objectives and vice versa. And so I just believe that having a network and having a community of people who have your back a hundred percent of the time and willing to go all in and make sure that they can help you get what you want. But you're also willing to help go all in and help them get what they want too. It's just a win-win across the boards. And you're literally going to do this. Everyone rises up together. So that's what I love about networking for sure. You can't do it alone.
0: So this is a question I've asked every single guest that's ever come on my show, almost 150 now, which is crazy. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why?
1: I don't want to say that one is more important than the other. I think both of them hold like pretty even equal weight. I know some people would say like what you know is more valuable. Some people say who you know is more valuable. I believe that we, for us all to grow, because there may be somebody out there who may not know, but they may just know a lot of people could connect you with people. Great. Now their value just went up, but no one would want to know that individual who connected everybody if they didn't know anything. They'd have to know how to network. They'd have to know how to negotiate. They'd have to know like how to broker deals. They have to know like somebody wants this and somebody wants that. I now know how to merge the two together to get everybody what they want. So I think it's an even playing field, man. Like for me, I don't think that I'd be able to add value to people if I didn't know anything. I may be able to connect you, but I still would feel like, I'm just giving, but I'm not really adding value outside the scope of just like connecting with people. So I think both have equal weight for sure. What are your thoughts?
0: So if you were gonna, I'll tell you my answer in a second. So if you were to tell somebody, like someone comes to you and like, hey, Kevin, I'm really you know, going back and forth this year. I'm either gonna you know, really go hard and try to learn all the things that I can learn about this industry, or I'm gonna go spend some money and be in a mastermind or get some one-on-one mentorship from somebody and do some on-purpose networking and work on my who, which one would you tell that person to work on more?
1: I would say, work on the who, okay, I'd say the networking side,
0: so that's the route that I've always taken just because you hit on it at the very beginning when you talked about how when you hired a mentor, um you paid thirty six grand to hire a business coach to like help you like get along right, so your what was increasing that whole time, but it was because of your who, right yeah. like you didn't learn that from a book, you didn't study a course, like this was all something like this guy that you paid a lot of money for to like. Get his attention, he helped you. Like he brought you up, right? So, this is a, an analogy that I've been throwing out there a lot recently because I, it makes the most sense to me. So, to me, the who you know what you know argument comes down to this particular illustration. So, you're at an amusement park with a buddy of yours and they're going to go get in line at the next ride, right? And you're going to go, like, you got to go to the bathroom or you're going to get a drink or whatever. And you show up like 15 minutes after your buddy's been in line, you don't stand in the back of the line, right? Your buddy's like 25 people ahead. He calls you up. Hey, Kevin, come on up here. That's how I look at networking. Like you're gonna have to walk those steps, right? Like you can't just like, transport to where that person is, yeah. but you're walking those steps way faster than everybody else. Like the people that are trying to bootstrap it and do it by themselves and do it without community, do it without knowing people, they can get there. Like the what will get you there. Like you can do it by yourself. Don't get me wrong. I'm not stupid enough to think that, you know, I know a lot of very rich people who have told me that it's the what they know that got them to where they were. But it took them 20, 30, 40 plus years to figure out what they were doing because they were walking in that line, standing behind the person in front of them, instead of looking up ahead and saying, hey, I know that guy. Can you bring me up to where you are? Right. So like, that's kind of how I've always looked at it. And that's basically what you were saying too, is that's that's why you would tell somebody like, hey, you should probably spend some time networking with with some people this year. Like being around people that'll bring you up and being around people that will be able to like call you up to the front of the line instead of having to like wait in line like everybody else.
1: That's the only reason why I am where I am today is because I was always surrounded around great people who always genuinely cared, who wanted to bring me up with them.
0: Mm-hmm. That would be my answer. My answer is always the who, because I think that your who will increase your what exponentially. Your what will increase your who, but only at the same level that the what increases. I think yeah. that your who will always increase your what just at an exponential level, because those people are just like, when you get like, you know, bro, like when you get around people that are on a different level than you, just like their level of conversation is different. You know, yeah. the way that they talk, the way that they communicate with people everything about it is different it just right. makes you think on a completely different level which is the only thing stopping us from hitting the next level typically is our own mind you know so being around those people just allows us to break free from that like whatever's holding us back and think bigger and hit that next step Wonderful. a lot faster so we kind of touched on it a little bit already but can you talk about the importance of masterminds man like how much money do you think you've spent on mentorships coachings masterminds in the past 5 years and has it been worth it <laughs>
1: Man, I'd say, you know, what's funny. I was literally having a conversation with someone last night around the importance of being a part of a mastermind because he was like, hey, like, I don't know, should I be a part of this mastermind or should I do this? And I was telling him, man, I named three different masterminds that I made six figures from at least across the board from each of those masterminds. And so for me, I don't know, I probably invested in the last three years alone, maybe a hundred K into just masterminds in itself and just being around high level people. And one thing I love about masterminds too, man, it fuels your life and it fuels your business. Not only are you learning and growing with people exponentially from a personal standpoint, but from a business standpoint too, there's high quality people who invest a lot of money to be a part of this group. And if you have something of value to them, they don't care about price. They're going to pay you and say, Hey, I trust you. We're all in this thing together. We're all, I like, have like-minded blah, blah, blah. Like I'm down, like, boom, here you go. Hey, I see that you're having this problem around this, this, and this. Let me hit up a few of my contacts because I know that they'll be able to help you with X, Y, and Z. Cool. Boom, boom. And then before you know it, you have a meeting with whoever that is. So right. massively, massively, massively important. And I don't think there will ever be a year for at least for me for the next five or 10 years, that I'm not a part of a mastermind. Because I think it's really, really important. Whether it's paid or just like exclusive with you and a few homies.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's like one of the questions that I get from people because it's something that I push a lot because I believe in the power of them. I would literally be nowhere near close to where like what we've been able to do with the show. At this point in less than a year, like if I did not invest in myself by putting money in masterminds and stuff, people ask me, you know, like, well, can I do a free one? Can I just you know, join a free mastermind? Like, yeah, you totally can join a free mastermind, but you get free value from it. Like mm-hmm. the value that you get is going to be on a free level. When you in a mastermind that's a five-figure plus mastermind and everybody else in that mastermind also spent that amount of money to be in that mastermind, then like... Everybody's paying to play, right? And when you pay, you pay attention. And so when you're in that group, you're going to be around all these other people that not only have the money to be able to invest that much money in something like that, but also have the mindset to be able to invest money in something like that. And Absolutely. everybody's going to be helping each other and doing their best to like add value to each other in the group. So yeah, this is such an important important part of personal growth and development.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and um, piggybacking off of that real quick, bro. Like, yeah. That people who pay pay attention, I was literally going to say that in like a clear, clear example. I'm sure everyone who's listening to this right now already knows who Grant Cardone is and he had his conference back in February, 10X. Did you go to that? You mm-hmm. went to that. Yeah, yeah. So we went there, right? We're all sitting, and this all happened because of our mastermind. We're all yeah. sitting in a skybox area, like at the top. Yeah. And... Everyone who literally paid to be at that event probably paid between like five grand and 15, 20 grand to, to be there. And so, for me personally, bro, and I'm interested to know your thoughts on it because, like, for me, it was like pretty much free and I didn't have to pay for it. I didn't pay attention and I was just walking around the top, talking to everybody, like, just chilling, hanging out. And I didn't really get anything from the event because I didn't pay. But you yeah. best believe for the people who paid, five figures to sit in their butts in those seats, they didn't get up unless they were going to the bathroom. And that was yeah. the they were still probably only yeah. that type,
0: right? Yeah, they probably brought a bottle with them, bro. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: exactly.
0: So <laughs> no, that was, that was the fair. same way, man. I was the same way up in those skyboxes. Like, obviously, we didn't pay anything for that because um, it was part of our mastermind expenses. But yeah, when I was there, it was more just about like hanging out with people and like having some conversations and networking and stuff like that. I didn't really like sit down and listen to a ton of the actual content from the event. But you're totally right. It's because when you don't pay for something, you know, I've made the mistake of giving out some of my stuff for free before. And just because I'm like, I'm just trying to help this person. Well, Now, when I charge people, it's like, I don't feel bad because I know that if you pay me, then you are way more likely to put what I'm telling you into practice and actually see a difference in your life. Whereas if you get the information for free, you'll just sit on your butt and not do anything about it because you're not totally invested in that. Where your money is, that's where your heart's going to be. So when you pay that kind of money to do that, you're definitely going to do your best to make sure that you get something out of it.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: All right, bro. Well, let's go ahead. I'm sure, I mean, we could talk about this kind of stuff for a really long time. Let's go ahead and move on to the last segment here. Something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick, random questions with some quick, random answers. You ready?
1: Yes, sir. Let's do it. This is the
0: random round. What profession other than your own, do you think it would be fun to attempt? Man, dancing. Yeah. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why?
1: I would say that I would talk to Tyler Perry because Tyler Perry has overcome so many challenges and he's at the top of someone like, you know, African American started from the bottom, now we're here type of thing. And I'd love to, to learn from him for sure.
0: How do you like to consume content books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos?
1: I love watching videos. I love audiobooks and I love reading too. Those three are like my top. If I'm running or if I'm like laying in bed, about to go to sleep or whatever, I'll fall asleep. So audiobook. I love reading like actual like physical hardcover books, but also too at the same time, I love watching video as well. So all three.
0: What is a book that you've read or audiobook that you've listened to that you would recommend?
1: Jay Abraham, getting everything you can out of all you've got. And then from the purpose of just like networking, there's a book called 92 Ways to Talk to Anyone, which is
0: phenomenal. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine.
1: So I wake up at four o'clock every single morning, sometimes 4.30. It depends between four and 4.30. And so I read, I journal, I write, I pray, I go to the gym, I work out. And my whole thing is to get more done by eight or nine o'clock than everyone else does in their day. And then I work from like nine to four type thing.
0: What? is your go-to pump-up song?
1: <laughs> I'd have to say, Nugget the Buck. <laughs> Nugget the <you> Buck, yep.
0: <laughs> Take it. What, yeah, what is something that you are not very good at?
1: I am not very good at doing chores.
0: And as we get everything wrapped up here, bro, what is one place online where we will be able to find you the most?
1: Facebook. Just look up Kevin Stimson or strivinggrind.com.
0: Perfect, perfect. So look up Kevin Stimson. Go connect with Kevin, Facebook, Instagram, however you like to connect. Kevin is there for sure. Say what's up, tell him you heard about him here on the show. Also, he has a free sales training for everybody that's listening right now. Kevin's one of the best out there. He's running a fantastic business. He's brought on some of the best names in the industry to do branding for. So he definitely knows what he's talking about. Head over to striveandgrind.com, strive, letter N, grind.com. Forward slash free sales training to go check that out and then shoot them some feedback. Let them know what you got from it and how you implemented it and how you made some money off of it. Kevin, thanks so much for coming on the show today, brother. Had a fantastic time chatting with you, bro.
1: Thanks, man.